Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Let me make sure yep. I'm recording. Yeah, sure. Yep, we're good. All right. Welcome to DC Spotlight. <laughs> Mike yeah. and Kyle. I uh, I was listening. I've been listening on and off today to your uh, your five and a half hour long episode. <laughs> that was long, and it didn't seem that long. Yeah, I'm still not done with it yet. <laughs> you just got past the previews, probably. Yeah, yeah, just the uh, the opening conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marathon. Yeah. <laughs> The vote was close. It, that we voted on whether to release it as one episode or two. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it as one episode because at least because so I listen to I listen to it on Spotify now. Yeah. And um, it's nice because it saves my spot. And you're streamed. Yeah. Yeah. You're streaming so just, rather than it being on the on your device. Right. And I, I used to download all of them, um, but then I, I got Spotify, so I just started listening on there, and it's pretty nice. Yeah. I didn't know anybody listened on there. That's interesting. You're the first person that ever said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I might be the lone listener on there. <laughs> yeah. I got to get Geek Brunch. Well, Geek Brunch is what you heard on there. Yeah. On Spotify. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's cool. I didn't know, I know anybody that would listen to it on there. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's... the concern was that people's device wouldn't be able to hold it. But then I'm like, fuck it. If it can't, they shouldn't be listening to Geek Brunch. <laughs> I mean, it's long-ass yeah. podcasting anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, now, like, because I, I used to store, like, all of my music and podcasts and stuff on my phone. Yeah. And then when I got Spotify, I didn't have to anymore. So I can, I just listen to all my music and stuff on there. And, of course, not every podcast is on there, but, um, but it was cool when, when you put yours up there, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long one. It was a long upload, and this morning we recorded a – what did I record? Geek Brunch Retro. And I so, – sometimes when you hang up, the recording keeps on going. Like, it doesn't, like, stop oh, it, and oh. I forgot. So it's like, I don't know, eight hours of <laughs> podcasting. So I have to edit it, you know, and cut out cut, the where I hung extra. up. Yeah, I was like, that's so a big-ass file. It just recorded all day then? <laughs> yeah. Ever since they've been updating, like, Skype so frequently, sometimes that hang-up doesn't hang up, so I have to go in there and turn it off manually and then return it back on hmm. so I don't so I don't forget. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was a long episode. <clears throat> <laughs> it's 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 good so far. I've I've been laughing a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, the one part that made me and I don't know if you got there yet, but we were talking about the butthole cover or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that part. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill's like, "Well, how many covers do you have with butthole?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just got to the, I just got to the part with the dick tree. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Yeah. I, I got emotional during that discussion, but um, that was a. <laughs> That was a powerful book for me. Like it really just hit all kinds of strings, man. Yeah. It was probably the best comic I read all year, Second Coming, and I was just glad that I can talk to somebody about it because text, I mean, like typing it to somebody is so different than when you could just like talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It you can't uh, even get the context of some of the stuff that you say when you type it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I I was really glad to talk about Second Coming because is that a uh, Mark Millar? Uh, that is uh, that is uh, Ahoy Comics, and it's um, the guy who wrote the Flintstones. Uh, Mark oh, okay. Russell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And it was that was so good. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think part of the reason why your your episode was so long is because it's a it's a big uh, it's a big preview month for especially for DC. <coughs> yeah, Bill was like Bill was shocking me because he was like. He doesn't order too much mainstream stuff, and he was his order was like heavy on the Marvel and DC. Yeah, my my DCBS order is huge this yeah. month. Well, it's because of the uh, that that guy uh, Kawabunga t- terms some of the comics like the Black Label as boutique items, and he says those are really selling well at the comic stores like the black label and you know the oversized mm. stuff yeah and, and i'm really enjoying that stuff i just wish they would all be the big format i just god i adore that format everything just looks so big <laughs> it's just amazing like oversized pages or yeah, just the... yeah yeah okay they're magazine format okay they're maybe a little bit bigger um, is that the same? So is it the same size as what uh, Batman Damned was? Yes, yes. Okay. Like uh, Superman Year One is that size. Okay. And, and there's a there's a, one other title that is. And if you look at the previews, there's a couple of black labels that are standard size, and then there's a couple that are regular. I mean, magazine size, and I like that size. I just yeah. wish all the black labels would be that. I know it's more expensive and it sucks for some people, but I just like that format. Like it, it the presentation is like Batman Damned. I, I I loved that was those were my two comics of the year. I think like Batman Damned and Second Coming. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, those are my yeah. Bat, did you read Batman Damned? I didn't finish it. Oh my god. Um, we you, we covered the first issue on here. Yeah, when you finish it, yeah. Tell me what you think because it was it like made everything in the other like it, it like tied 
everything like why is Constantine in this book? Like why is this happening? It like mm-hmm. ties that all together so you understand it. Excellent. And it's like, oh man, I was like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, I hadn't. I, I it just kind of fell off my radar, and then um, I hadn't really heard anybody talk about it. Yeah, it's one of those things that I can't really talk about because it's. If you talk about it, you give away yeah. what makes it special. It's like going to watch a Tarantino film, right? Yeah. If you, if you go watch yeah. a Tarantino film and you say, oh, this is like that, then it's like, ah, you know. <laughs> but all of Tarantino films are like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite movie of the year, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That, I, oh, okay. That was my that movie i loved it yeah i haven't seen it yet um i've all of my movie trips have been um children's movies lately (laughs) yeah yeah i can imagine (laughs) but yeah i love a i love a good tarantino movie this one ranks up there for me like probably in the top three of his films and i like them all yeah yeah i've liked all of them so far is it just was kick ass i just dug it and i'm not the biggest fan of uh what is that actress i like brad pitt but the other one um i can't think of his name now the guy that was in a titanic oh uh dicaprio yeah i'm not a big fan of his like overall Mm -hmm. but God, he was amazing in this film. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple movies that because I wasn't the biggest fan of his, and then there were a couple movies that that I saw he was in that just blew me away and like completely like changed my opinion of him. Um, like, uh, uh, I, one of them was uh, The Departed. Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh man, it's good. It's uh, it's him and uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Jack Nicholson, um, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, um, it's it's really it's really good. It's like uh, it's like a um, it's kind of like a cop uh, like uh, um, I'm trying to think of like what it's like a cop movie, but it's got like some mystery to it um it's it and it's there's like uh there's some things that happen that you just don't see coming uh-huh. and it's it's uh it just it blew me away it's because it's kind of like a mobster movie too yeah um but yeah it's really good I think he was in one of the other Tarantino films, but I, I can't think of it was the other western, Django Unchained. I think. Yeah, he he was in Django. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he played like the southern guy. Yeah. The rich southern guy. So I've seen all of Tarantino's movies. I just I I love them. <laughs> yeah. I like Robert Rodriguez a lot too. I do too. Yeah, uh, I I love I love uh, Desperado and El Mariachi. Yeah, 
Those are good. And they did Grindhouse together. Mm-hmm. And that was like, God, yeah. that was so good. I saw that in theaters, and that was just amazing. The I saw, I, the back I saw to back it in movies. theaters, too, and I grew up with the drive-in, so like, it like really meant something to me, you know, at yeah. so many levels. Because you would go to the drive-in and you'd have that stupid ass speaker and the quality of the films. <laughs> like they even had like the film burning up and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just like all that scratchiness on the film and it they just like it just yeah. like narrow it nailed it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I like Death Proof more than the Rodriguez film though. I did but, too. Um I did too because uh it just had the perfect uh it had the perfect like signature Tarantino moments, like yeah, the, like he, he's because he's really like character driven and right, um, and then he and then he uh, he's really stylistic with his like his music and his uh, um, uh, his kind of the way the scenes play out. Yeah, I've come to the conclusion he has a foot fetish though. Mm-hmm. Like a huge foot fetish. He loves women's feet. Like he'll he'll focus the camera on women's feet any shot any chance he gets. Yeah, yeah. And this new film is no different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of feet. I mean, now he pretty much has to do it because it's like a thing, you know. That's a signature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love stuntman Mike. <laughs> Oh yeah, it. I mean, Kurt Russell was just such an awesome creep, you know. Yeah, but it's cool how he went from like a badass to a whiny bitch, you know, like. Yeah, because he's like, uh, and he he's he's such a he's such a like personable guy, you know. Yeah. So you don't see him as being like the bad guy. And that that yeah, like when he was. Uh, uh driving with that girl in the car like it's just so brutal yeah it is zoe bell's in this flick too that's the stunt woman that he puts into all his films but i oh. I, I actually thought that death proof was like a better revenge movie even that than kill bill i i just i don't know i just like liked it more yeah it, uh, I mean, it was definitely shorter, but, yeah. Uh... yeah, but this is not the, this is not a Tarantino spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> this is DC spotlight. <laughs> but I like yeah. to talk Tarantino films like all, all day long because I, I just like them so much. It it really started with Pulp Fiction, and then I worked my way backwards, mm-hmm. and then uh, watched everything that he did. Yeah, and Rodriguez does Machete too, I think, and I like. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I there's there's a I'd say Pulp Fiction and uh, Pulp Fiction and and Reservoir Dogs. I. I pretty much watch um, like every year. I'll I'll go back and watch those because they're just so so enjoyable. Yeah. 
Such good movies. I even like the western he just did, The Hateful Eight. That was really good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Um, that one, and then uh, the newest one, I haven't seen. He's just like stylistically <clears throat> has the best dialogue. Like he could have stuff happen in very few scenes, and it just it works because of the character moments, you know. Yeah, the the dialogue is so real and relatable. Um, you know, like the I mean there's so there's so many scenes just in like Reservoir Dogs where characters are talking with each other and it's conversations that you've heard before, you know? Yeah. Um like there's the 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 one with them all sitting at the diner um around the table talking and um yeah it's just it's so re- the dialogue's so relatable yeah i i agree so uh what were we covering tonight we're covering legion lost and shazam right yeah yeah <clears throat> and shazam i just had issues five and six yeah that's all i had because we already covered one through four yeah which that that book must be delayed it is it's yeah. gonna be a three month delay it's like huge i don't know what what it is with jeff johns lately but yeah i know i know his his name is in the credits like on every show that's on now Mm-hmm. well and it's funny too because um i remember seeing like months ago um who's the i can't think of the who's the artist on doomsday clock oh man Um, is it uh it's somebody big um i can't remember who it is but months ago i frank oh that's right yeah and he had worked with him on the action comics when he did legion before yeah um his superman stuff yeah but uh i remember him saying that he was behind um art wise which is why doomsday clock was delayed but if all of jeff john's books are delayed like can it really be the artist on all of them i don't know because eagle shim has done stuff monthly and has had no problem before now and and he's even he even has multiple artists with him on these issues. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy how how it looks, especially um, having like Scott Collins in here because he's stylistically different. He's yeah, he's very he's like different. very different than these other artists. And he was he, an odd one to throw in here. I think. I think so too, but he. It's pretty seamless, I think. Like, if you yeah. don't really pay attention, it's yeah. really hard to tell the switching of the artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they and I they think, take uh, I think they with take five different. And, yeah, they take different what? Um, I was just gonna say they take different uh, parts. Uh, they take different scenes of like the the wildlands or whatever yeah well they um they tend to focus like one artist okay you're gonna focus on black adam and 
in yeah. Savannah. And then they'll take another artist and they're saying, oh, you're focusing on Mary and Billy. And then you got the rest. Yeah. And I was really getting into the story. Like, I was like, where's the next one? I'm ready. Yeah. Because, because now I, I feel like there's like a triple threat. I mean, you have all those lands where all hell's breaking loose. And then mm-hmm. you have you have three major Captain Marvel villains. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I'm really interested in that. It, it, it actually had a vibe to me because <laughs> I've been reading old supervillain team up with Namor and Dr. Doom and, <laughs> and the whole confrontation with Black Adam and Savannah reminded me of those two. Because yeah. They're so egotistical. Like, yeah. Savannah reminds me more of Dr. Doom, the way he's portrayed in that book. And then, Namor reminded me of the way Black Adam was like just impulse, you know, impulsively yeah. acting on his instincts because well, he's really mad. The funny thing too about uh, Black Adam, Doctor Doom, and Namor—they're all so protective of their homelands, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Um, it's funny because so Black Adam's like all worried that. That they're going to somehow like unleash like what's in the wildlands, and he's worried about Kondok. Yeah. And <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot that's building up in these two issues, and um, it kind of seems like they they end very abruptly. Um. So like, it's not a good place to end because it's a it's a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So six, six. <clears throat> I was surprised in six because six ends with Mary revealing herself to her foster parents. Yeah, and not only that, but Billy's father coming and saying, "Hey, I want you to come with me to go find yeah. your mother." Yeah. It's like holy mackerel, you know. And then plus and, they they didn't even want to go back cuz they were still in uh the one land with Kid King Kid or whatever his name is. Yeah. And uh they were trying to overthrow that that that's a cool every land has like its uh coolness factor. Um mm-hmm. that land's cool because it reminds me of Logan's Run and i i love logan's run i mean it's one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time the the mm-hmm. premise of logan's run is you you're uh, you have these crystals on your the palm of your hand and when you turn a certain age like 21 or it was like 25 i can't remember what age it was you're no longer good to live in the dome city so you have to sacrifice yourself and mm-hmm. One of the girls doesn't want to die, so she escapes, and then Logan goes after her because he's a uh, he tracks the runners, you know. Mm-hmm. He goes after them, and uh, he sort of falls in love with her, and he's like, "Well, why are people sacrificing themselves for no reason?" And it, it reminds me of that because when these kids turn 21, they have to work in the bottom of the the city to keep the city going. Yeah. While the kids are enjoying themselves up on top. 
Kids are eating candy all day. Yeah, or riding roller coasters or all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> yeah, what's... Uh, and what's funny about it, too, is uh, this King Kid, like, flips out when he sees uh, Billy turn into Shazam. But... So he thinks they're, like, tricking him and that they're really adults, but the funny thing is they're not, you know? They're really yeah. kids. They're really kids, but... So he doesn't really have much reason to be mad, you know? True. But then there's a cool... Uh, there's a cool story happening with Tawny. Um... So Tawny's uh, trying to stop killing and wants to become, like, civilized. But uh, I guess the, I think it's the Wildlands uh, yeah. where Tawny's at. It's kind of like um, a commandy <clears throat> land. Like, uh, yeah. Where all of the animals are upright. And mm-hmm. it seems like the tigers are have a bad situation because... They're like their punishment. Throw them to the tigers. Oh, you're guilty. Throw them to the tigers. Yeah, and the and tigers doesn't want so no part of that. It's almost like the tigers are slaves or something. Yeah, it's like a caste system. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's funny. You've got a like a parrot, a turtle, and a rabbit like getting ready to beat up on a tiger. <laughs> 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 and I even like the game lands because that's like a it's fascinating because the one the one kid Eugene yeah he, he like is a gamer he's like shit I've been gaming since I I like know how to game let me compete and he doesn't have <laughs> enough he doesn't have enough points so Pe- Pedro has to compete right yeah he just has to like sit there and like try to guide him through it yeah and he's like well i'll drive the car and then he tries and he's like you can't you don't have enough credit you can't start the car (laughs) so pedro's stuck driving so all his gaming ability is like he can't use it yeah to compete he has to he has to channel himself through pedro that's fascinating to me (laughs) yeah I enjoyed these two issues more than the first four. I just I got really into it. Yeah, well, these two I think moved it moved the story along quite a bit. Um, well, I, I like that they're that Savannah and and Black Adam are kind of fighting, and and you know how they instigated that lightning. It it sort of brought Mary and uh, Billy back to their house. Yeah. Because they were in the fun lands, and then boom, all of a sudden they're back in the house. And Mary's mm-hmm. like, we need to tell them. You know, we're missing our brothers and sisters. We need to do this. And Billy's like, no, we can't. We'll endanger them. And then all of a sudden he goes downstairs, and there's his father, CC, who was in prison and coming to get his son. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and I don't know... I don't I don't completely trust the father uh, right now at least. Oh, I think he Yeah, I, for some reason I think he's got he's got different motives. Well, I'm sure he does. For for wanting Billy. 
I agree. Yeah, these were these were cool though. Um, I actually watched that thing on um, on the uh, DC Universe too. The it was the Shazam showcase or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little documentary. It's really worth watching. Is it um, good companion piece to this uh, to this comic? Just like a documentary about the character. Yeah, going back to Fawcett and you know, like oh, okay. the lawsuit and. Mm-hmm. I even yeah, learned to... that, like, even though they lost, they they didn't lose the first round. They won, and then they dragged it out, and then they lost. It, it, it's crazy though, how the lawyers like. Oh man, they like found like panels, like many panels, and they put them side by side, mm-hmm. and they say this is like theft. You're you're not only stealing the character scenes, but okay, here on the cover he's throwing a car, or he's holding a car up. You have mm-hmm. the same scene in yours. I mean, it's the same scene. And then they would go panel by panel and say, okay, Superman's holding this elevator up, and then so is is Captain Marvel. It's the exact same thing. And ours came out first. It's like you're stealing hmm. you're stealing the the art. Like mm-hmm. you're it, it's crazy. And then I didn't know that like Fawcett still maintained the rights. They they were just weren't publishing. So like when DC um published in the nineteen seventies Shazam along with the T V so, show, they were they were essentially leasing the rights. Hmm before they just flat out bought it out. Yeah. But uh it, it I don't know, it's a really good documentary. I I'd, I'd recommend it. It's only like 30 minutes or 35 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It was really good. Huh. Sometimes I look at like you lo- you go into DC Universe and on the first panel there's like here's what we're highlighting this week and like yeah. This, this week they're highlighting Hush because Hush has come out, and um, mm-hmm. they were highlight. They brought the Aquaman series from the '60s, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so yeah, there's some good stuff on there. I really like the app. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, it's definitely kept me from buying uh certain back issues because i'm just like well i can go read it on the app yeah so that's kind of nice well it's good for this show too like digital comics are good for um like saying let's cover this because Mm -hmm. even if if you don't have it you can still read it you know what i mean you could still talk about it yeah Or yeah, if you for can't sure. find it. <laughs> like, where is that? Yeah. What long box is this in? <laughs> yeah. But uh let's let's go over the credits. This is the this is uh Jeff Johns, uh Marco Santuki drew some of it, Dale Eaglesham mm-hmm. seems to be drawing a lot of it, Scott Collins is drawing it, and Max Rayner. Yeah. And then on the second one it's the same same t-, t not as many artists Marcos Tatuki Dale Eaglesham and Scott Collins so it is the same ones yeah minus one but uh, yeah 
I really like this. Like, and I I love like when I love some of the the drawings in this. Like, um, in issue six when they actually turn in Mary into uh, Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's a cool panel of them just flying out there. I just like that. Boom. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I dig this Savannah, Mister Mind, and he's like gonna poke his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to crush his skull. Yeah, and Mister Mind just says, "Go ahead and unleash your power." He wants it, give it to him, and it's boom! Mm-hmm. As soon as he gives it to him, that's when Mary Marvel and Billy are just—they're zapped back to Philadelphia. And I don't know, like, who's drawing what in the second issue. The first issue, issue five, they tell you. But there is some yeah. really, really good art in here. I mean, it's just... Yeah, Dale Eaglesham is really easy to tell. Um, and then I think... Like, who, who do you think drew the CC, the CC re- reuniting with Billy, like that panel there? Uh, let me see... I would say that is Eaglesham, but I don't know for sure. Are you talking about the big full page? Yeah. Uh, I think that's Eaglesham, yeah. And I think it's him up until until the page where it's like the, the flashback of Billy's parents, like when, when his mom is pregnant in the car. Like you, I think who that's. Who do you think that is? Scott Collins or the other guy? No, I think that's the other guy. Um, I can't even. Because Scott, oh, Scott Collins is did the towards oh, the end. Oh he yeah, did the, Scott Collins. I can tell it now. He did. Yeah. He did the game land when they're both yep. in there, and, and the ma- the master Shazam comes to the car. Yeah. Yeah, he he clearly did that. I I can tell by the eyeballs. Yeah. So really, he only did. Like three pages, Scott Collins. I'm trying to see all those pages, but so he's doing the game lands. Yep. There isn't too much game lands in this. Yeah, not in this one. That was a he's a good choice for the game lands. I think just his style. Yeah, I like it. He, that he, had, uh, that had some humor to it though, like start engine, and he's like, "What? No, I'll drive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "Go left, Pedro. Left, not right." <laughs> not right. <laughs> and he drives right off the road. Yeah. Yeah, I God, I. I wish it. I wish. Uh, like, I don't mind that it's going on hiatus because of the way I read, anyway. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't affect. Like, we probably have covered. We'll probably cover the next bunch when they start coming out again. <laughs> Just yeah. Because of the way the show's timed. But, yeah. Uh, these were so much fun. Um, it's I, it's an odd it's an odd book though when you think about it. it's an odd book to be delayed because it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it, it would take um, – I mean, you'd think Jeff Johns would have a lot written out, and they have four artists working on it, you know? Yeah. 
It's it's just kind of crazy. Well, it's bad for DC too because, I mean, just just listening to um, the Mayo report, um, which has Eric of Cowabunga, he he made an interesting statement. He his store is not selling DC very well right now. Like he he's thinking, yeah. he thinks it's because of the continuity and stuff. But he he says we sell extremely well on the boutique items like Batman the White, things that are out like of the mainstream titles, Superman mm-hmm. Year One, you know that kind of stuff. He says those do really good. But he said you know what really does good is Shazam, it, for them in, in huh. Waconomowoc, Wisconsin. So huh. uh, <clears throat> he says that they actually it, after the movie came out there are like kids that will go in to try to get to 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 buy shazam comics and he says hmm. it's a really hard thing to do because they want these new issues and then now they're not coming out so right. it's like i can't like steer them towards a trade or anything because there's not much out you know yeah and that's that stinks because like especially for a, a kid that's trying to get into it you i mean after you know a couple months they'll probably just forget about it you know yeah they're excited if it's not coming out and their attention span will switch oh squirrel to whatever yeah yeah (laughs) kind of like me but uh (laughs) (laughs) but that is a interesting uh thing that they're they're drawing in a younger audience which is what i would assume the movie should do yeah I, I know what I would throw him at. I would throw him at Power of Shazam, even though it's like it's so different than the movie, but mm-hmm. it still has the quirkiness and idea of family. Yeah. You know, because it has the whole Marvel family in it, and Jerry Ordway. That 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 is the to me the his best work. Is uh, Power of Shazam. I love, I love, uh, I love that series, and that ran like almost 50 issues, so mm-hmm. it had a good run. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what it is. It just seems, it kind of seems like <clears throat> DC has their um, their hands in too many pies right now. Yeah. Because you know? what do you point them to? Like, there's the Flashpoint stuff. Well, in uh, the, they, it, it's a backup Justice League. You know, yeah. the Jeff Johns backup Justice League that had Gary Frank art too, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it was Gary. Uh, it was Gary Frank. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. That'd be good for a for a kid. I think they just republished that too, like uh, right when around the movie came out. Yeah, I think so. Like a new trade. Yep, that was good stuff. And then uh, our next uh, book was twelve <coughs> issues. Yeah. And you know what? When it ki- it it didn't really kick into me like as being something special until like five and six or. Yeah, it's it's like very. It, it was still it was still good, but it was more like ve- this is an an episode of Lost in Space kind of thing, and every fo- it's, focus it's on it's a like different a, character. It's like a very straightforward Legion story up until that point. Yeah, 
because it's like it's like okay there's you know there's bad stuff happening to them but they're the legion they're going to figure out the legion way to 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 figure it out and get back home and you don't like you don't expect some of the things that happen because it there are some parts where it really gets dark yeah well there there's a lot of dark parts <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but it, it it has elements of like and that's that's why i was saying like we we need to read all 12 issues <laughs> yeah because i was just gonna do the first six and I would. And have, I think you would I, have I would been have screwed, disappointed. I would have. Yeah, I, I would have. I, I, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just. Well, yeah. I just don't think it was. Was like something special until I hit later. Like once I hit yeah. six and seven, I'm like, is this this. This is something special. Like this. Is, <laughs> this this oh, is different. Yeah. And then it just gets better from there on. Like it. Oh yeah. Because the that, the book yeah. opens up with their their <clears throat> I guess they're concluding the Abnet story that started off in Legionnaires and Legion of Superheroes that they were doing. I guess it continues into this book. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't finish that series, so uh-huh. I don't know. Well, it sounds like they have a big event where the Legion outpost is destroyed. Right. They kind of get sucked into another element lad sort of saves them through a rift. And uh, his hologram sort of tells the story of how he saved them. And he kind of put them in like cases to preserve them until they could get woken. And then the one character that's like an insect, I don't remember her name. What is her name? Shikari. Shikari. Yeah. Yeah, she she's the one that frees them because she's being chased by the progeny, which is yeah. fascin- they're fascinating ugly bug <laughs> bug looking roly polies. Yeah, they look like roly polies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look very threatening. They just yeah. but they are. They're, I they're 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 bastards, man. They they oh, like yeah. to uh harvest beings and destroy them if they're not like them. Yeah, anything different. Very Nazi-like. Oh um, yeah, but then they yeah, and she so she wakes up the Legion, and who knows how long they've been there, you know. And the the reason I know that they're sort of after that is that that because they all had the rename of the characters. Yeah. Like, um, you know. Light live, uh, live wire. Yeah, live wire is there, and then apparition. Yeah. And, uh, they Umbra, like you know. Yeah. That's Shadow Lass. What the hell's going on? <laughs> all the names yeah. are different, but not all of them. And then mm-hmm. Monstrous is in it. I don't remember her. Um. Yeah, I don't either. I don't remember. I don't remember her either. Uh. And then um, you have Saturn Girl. She goes by the same name. Yeah. And Spark is Livewire's sister, but she's not yeah. in this. But until later. Right. But uh, who else do we have? Oh, we have Wildfire, but he was going by like Erg One or something. Erg like One, that. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. 
and he doesn't show up till later because yeah, he's like that's, that's fascinating. That, that he's like floating. He's like floating out in space like a meteor or something. Well, well, not only that, but he's like providing light in the race that that um, Shikari's from. They're sort of like yeah. worshiping it, like it's a sun <laughs> or something. Like a, yeah, like a star. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, holy shit, that's awesome. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she's from a real peaceful race, but she's she's on the outskirts of the race. Like she's a loner, so she's always doing other stuff. She doesn't always believe in peace, and she she reminds me of uh, Dawnstar because she seems like her abilities are like a tracker, you know? Like yeah, exactly. I she's can yeah, find she's stuff. a tracker. Yep. So, but if yeah, I remember her... correctly, in the old series. Um, Dawnstar had a th- a thing with Wildfire. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. They had a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, so her like her race is being like wiped out by the progeny and it's funny, like the rest of her race is like, Well, we we better run again and she's like Wait no, let's let's fight. You know, let's fight them because they're just gonna keep chasing us. Yeah, yeah. I like the way they wrote her speak too. Like she'd call them like green, you know, something. Green called... le- Green Legion, yeah. and Large Legion. <laughs> Is that what she called monstrous? I can't. Yeah, remember. Large Large Legion. Legion. Yeah. And then uh, Dark Legion. Um. Dark what? Legion. Um, can't remember the others. I think it was. Uh, I can't think of her name now. Hmm. She's like she has like LM, Quantum Kid. Oh, Kid Quantum. Yeah. Kid Quantum. She she I think she made a remark to her and she says you got to stop calling me that. Some people Oh, like, she called she called her Brown Legion. Brown Legion. Yeah, like a yeah. racial thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz she called Brainiac Green Legion. Green Legion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the first few issues are just about the um the progeny they're kind of fighting against the progeny and they don't really have any problem with with taking them out like they take them out pretty easily yeah they 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 do and especially when they like get like wildfire later on i mean yeah and uh they're but they're basically like stranded um not they're not even like stranded in space cuz they're like stranded um like i think they uh element lad had said they're like outside of like space time or whatever so they're not even in the same like universe as what they're from yeah they they have nothing like they could look at the stars and say we're here yeah <clears throat> it's just like black void like they don't know where the hell they are and if yeah Bra- if brainiac 5.1 he's going by 5.1 if, if, yeah if he can't figure out where the hell they are you know something's wrong yeah and uh 
yeah, so he's like trying to keep the ship together and also trying to figure out how to get the get the ship to get him home. Um, and then uh, um, I forget who it is, but uh, so maybe maybe Livewire. That's uh, like yeah, it's Livewire's like he builds like a garden to to try and feed them so they they can have food like the whole time they're stranded out there. Well, they're trying to make like some sense of normalcy. Yeah. And um uh Ultra Boy is like content, but he freaks out initially because he can't find his his girlfriend apparition. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. And that plays a big part later on. Um, they sort of set the stage you know they find her but it's weird because she'll like vanish but her yeah she's got like the phantom powers so she could like fade in and fade out so it's not like you don't you don't get suspicious that something you don't yeah Yeah. but it's it it is like if you think back it's like yeah she's she's not around a whole lot yeah Yeah, there's clues yeah um so they they're they're sort of like running from the progeny and the progeny sort of chasing them this whole time and uh they they're trying to find a way back home and and Brainiac 5 develops some technology to get them someplace but that doesn't work out so well and then there's there, there something bad happens with they they uh with Umbra like she's um she has like PTSD from from the previous issues, yeah. Yeah, from what happened before. So she's like extra like moody in these issues and she's kind of like she's kind of like uh secluded herself away from the others for a yeah. lot of it. And there's one scene where where uh Livewire goes to talk to Saturn Girl, and you know we were we were gonna get married and stuff. What the hell's going on? You know, like yeah. we had this relationship, and ever since this happened, you're ignoring me, and you're taking over my monitor duty, and all kinds of weird stuff is happening. What's going on? And she's she's saying, you know, like I I didn't used to like read minds or try to probe people that didn't want to get probed, kind of like Jean Grey in the X Men, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I won't, but now that we're under these circumstances, I find myself doing it, and Umbra is going through a lot right now, and I want to help her, so I'm going to try to go into her mind and try to release some of her pain, and, and that, that opens up a huge can of worms, <clears throat> because it, like, forms an entity on the ship, and uh, sort of knocks out Saturn Girl, while Umbra has uh fled to a planet she knocks out knocks out uh i think it was quantum kid and and uh wildfire i can't remember uh Cam- i think chameleon, chameleon. And, and uh quantum kid <clears throat> knocks them out and then takes off for a planet and um they they send ultra boy and monstrous out to try to retrieve her and that planet's real weird because it's like a cityscape, 
But it's fascinating because every time Ultra Boy like uses his invulnerability, he like it disappears. A, yeah, it's like a desert. It's like what's going on? And they meet like a Superman character called the Singularity, and that's yeah. that is fucking awesome if you think about the concept of it. Oh yeah. Because it's like it's like a what if story. It's like what if Superman uh, lived in a world where it. It became they didn't like, need him anymore. Need him anymore. Yeah. And they they sort of made him believe that they needed him by putting him <laughs> on this planet by himself. <laughs> like the space dust that can make the you see things. Yeah. yeah. And he's there <laughs> thinking he's protecting his people. And really there's no one there to protect. Yeah. <laughs> the the planet that he was from became like so functional without him in in a form of peace and operation they didn't need him anymore so they got rid of him and it's like a horrible yeah. way to get rid of him because he didn't know <laughs> yeah damn and then, yeah so they have to tell him and he just like flips out <laughs> yeah and then meanwhile back on the legion outpost ship the rest of the legion four more legionnaires show up cosmic yeah. boy uh spark um quantum or uh, sorry element lad lad and um and i'm missing somebody. Uh, leviathan yeah and leviathan is shrinking violet in the old yeah world, yeah because so. they call her vi yeah, yeah. So um, that was cool. So you're like, wow, they can help with the situation now. So they're they're there to help with the situation. But then then you find out like the, what what's really going on, and it's like Saturn Girl is projecting them there. Like they're yeah. not really there. And either is apparition. Like, yeah. So she. She made the choice to project apparition to help Ultra Boy, but then something happened to her when she went into Umbra's mind that made her project the others. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so they all just disappear and everybody's like, can't believe it. Yeah, that's such a like that's such an amazing part when when you get to that part. <clears throat> that that was when the book t- turned for me. Like I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was sort of building up, like, because they had introduced the singularity, but it isn't until later where you find out what's going on with the dust. Like Brainiac's yeah. like, you. you Ultra Boy, you're not going crazy. It's just that when you're invulnerable, that dust isn't affecting you. And you're mm-hmm. seeing the world for what it really is. <laughs> and that's yeah. like, that's fascinating. Yeah, because even like he mentioned, like even just them breathing in the dust made it made them see that. But then, yeah, and then when all the the extra legionnaires disappear... And you find out what's really going on, then it's it's really dark because then like you realize how stranded they are. Yeah. And like they're you and you kind of think like, oh, they they may never never get out of this, right. you know. 
Yeah, that's that. That's that. That was awesome. I I really really enjoyed that. But it it kind of like it, um, it makes sense too. Like, cause after after um they disappear and you find out what Saturn Girl did, then you start to realize like why she was up so much, like awake so much, taking yeah. monitor duty. Like she was really stretching herself and like putting a lot of strain on herself to to make uh make it seem like apparition was really there. Yeah. And that's when Joe loses his shit for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, so Ultra Boy freaks out. The, the, oh, this is an awesome scene, though, too. Is like she goes back to talk to him. Like, you know, I didn't mean to do this. I, I just was trying to do it for a couple of days until you could, till I could break it to you. You know, like mm-hmm. let you know that she's not here. And I, I, I just couldn't control you. You were losing your your shit, and I couldn't have that. And yeah. Uh, it's interesting because she was apparition the whole time. So yeah, he's like, so... he's, he's sort of like romantically attracted to her and they have well, like this she... kiss scene. It's crazy. Yeah. And she's probably mentally like mentally like has the habit of like being his girlfriend because she's projecting his girlfriend. Yep. So, so then, then they kiss each other. <laughs> But I like the the scene before that um, when she goes to talk to Brainy and he's like in the lab or whatever, like working on stuff. And she, she reads his mind and she's like, she's like, oh, crap, like this is nothing. You're, you're doing nothing. <laughs> like you don't know what you're doing. And he's like. He's like, yeah, I admit it. This whole time, I haven't been doing anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know he doesn't know how to get him out of it. But she turns it around, though. Like she says, well, y- you might not be have a solution, but you're providing hope for the yeah. rest of us. Without you doing this, there is no hope. You know, we'll never get back. Yeah, because they believe they rely on him so much, and they believe that he'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, so then she she makes Livewire the leader because she like resigns as the leader. <clears throat> and uh, then is the the next part is uh, is where they get surrounded by the progeny fleet, and uh, that's when Wildfire really cuts loose, though. Yeah, he's out there pretty much fighting by himself. By himself. Yeah. yeah. While he's the rest are just up all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, why wouldn't you if you're just like an energy being? Right. But then you have that that thing like, you know, I'm energy, but I have feelings too and I'm human and uh right. I just can never be with a woman or anything cuz I can't touch or feel them or anything and uh, yeah that, so i like feel that sympathetic part, with that yeah yeah 
And then uh, but they then you find that they say, well, we're gonna take you. They get captured, and they say we're gonna take you to the. Le-. And they might not have got captured if they would have. Um, I don't know. Stuck with wildfire. He left the ship, and then they sort of. They're just too many. They they yeah. they took over the the main Legion outpost ship, and mm-hmm. uh, and from there they're captured. And they said well, we're gonna take you to our leader. What did they the call progenitor. him? The pre- progenitor. The, yeah. The progenitor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's where another mind blowing thing. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I didn't see that coming. The progenitor is Element Lad. Yeah. So that's that that is fucking crazy and he's turned into a god. That's, that's what's yeah. amazing. That issue issue 11 is just amazing like where he tells his story of being basically being stranded out there by himself cuz the rest were in stasis and with his powers like if you're you are by yourself for years and years and years, nothing to do. He starts playing around and he starts creating life. That is insane. He created the progeny. Yeah. And he assimilates people. He basically is, I'm going to erase all the mistakes that I've ever created. And that's why he does what he does. And uh, that's when the Legion, I mean, half of the Legion's blinded to it. Like, this is our teammate. And then yeah. the other half is like, something weird's going on. We need to do something. And uh, Monstrous is, is one of the ones that's like, you know, he's our friend. And she sees mm-hmm. that he's doing things. And she's like, you don't even remember my name. And, we, you know, trying to get him to remember stuff. And he just erases her. Boom. She's yeah. <clears throat> and Saturn Girl's he, uh, the only one at any kind of level that could do anything. So she yeah. has to she has to go along with Chameleon Boy. They call him Chameleon here, right? Not just Chameleon Boy, he's just Chameleon. Yeah, Chameleon. They call they they go out and they try to to keep him occupied. And uh, while the other team has to assemble the Omna, well, I forget what it's called, the Om, the Omna, the Omniphage, which they fought earlier, which is like yeah, his, who just like he just devours stuff basically. Yeah, but I think uh, Element Lad created him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then imprisoned yeah. him in that rock. That's the way I read yeah. it anyway. Yeah, I think so. I I would agree with that. So that she sort of they sort of keep him while they can get the Omniphage over there to to fight Element Lad and and that and that does work for a while, and then they try to escape. And uh, but the uh, but Element Lad gets absorbed by the Omniphage and. They become like one being. Yep. So now they're one being, and then the the, the one part I didn't quite understand <clears throat> is uh, Livewire has to make like an ultimate sacrifice, and he's like, "Yeah, we don't kill, blah blah blah," and he kind of turns mm-hmm. in his ring and says 
he knocks out his teammates and says, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys have to escape to to but go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there, and somehow I don't like understand why his powers would matter to a god. Like, how could they do anything to him? But he sort yeah. of stopped the being. He like sacrificed himself to stop Element Lad. In that, he must being. have figured out. He must have figured out how he could. Because it it says that it says brains operate on electrical pulses, so assuming this thing has a brain, um, he says the crystals conduct and amplify electrical charge. So he makes sure the last thing that was Jan Era and the and the Omnifagos suffers a terminal stroke. So he like zaps the the brain, I guess, to give and him a I guess, stroke. Yeah. So he must have figured out that he was able to do that. But and that's how it um, sort of ends. They escape. Yeah, and Element Lad is, or uh, Lightning Lad is gone. Yep. It's a great ending, though. It is, and then but then you like, well, what's next? Like, yeah, you don't know. Do they get home or do? Right. <laughs> well, happens? and and also too, like when they get home, are the others there? Yeah. And I guess that's continued know. in Legion worlds. Is that where the next? others were? Uh, I don't know. Well, two thousand one is Legion worlds. So Legion lost. Yeah, so maybe that was it then. Yeah, so 2000... Let me see. Yeah, Legion lost was 2000 to 2001. Yeah. So Legion Worlds is next, and I guess that's six issues. So that hmm. that'll... Uh, Tell us what's what happens next. Oh, nice! It looks like that's on the app too. Yeah. Oh yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause issue two of Legion Worlds um, is uh, Lightning Last standing over his grave, her brother's grave. Yeah. Spark. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, that'll be, uh, yeah, I'll have to read those. Those will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I read this uh, Legion Lost like uh, like a couple years ago now, and it, yeah, it just blew me away. It yeah, was so it was good. good. It was really good. Yeah, because like you said, like the the first like five issues it's pretty straightforward you know like pretty straightforward legion story yeah there was it was no, like nothing. sort of like a episode of lost in space and every yeah. issue every issue kind of focused on a different member you know like what they mm. were thinking yeah nothing, One was told nothing from out of brainiac's history. perspective you know here's monstrous monstrous perspective and yeah I like I I thought it was cool too how when they so when they first when they first uh, are talking to Element Lad when he's a god 
and he's explaining his story to them. <clears throat> he seems like he doesn't seem too crazy. And then, like they they go like to that room, and they're like, "That's where they uh, where they uh, make their plan." And then when they go back, and monstrous. Um, Monstrous and Saturn Girl and Chameleon are, are talking to Element Lad. He's like he can't remember their conversation from before. Yeah. And he can't remember their names again. And so he just seems even crazier. And then he he kills Monstrous and um I think it's Chameleon is yelling at him and he doesn't even realize what he just did. Right. Like he couldn't even remember killing monstrous. No, just because he's like, ago. he's really turned into a God and there's shit happening in that world all over. So it's like, yeah. it's like squirrel over here and he forgot what happened right in front of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, it's like he said, like each moment that passes is like a whole civilization or a species like dying out. Yeah. And he was so he was so used to seeing that. But yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Really cool. So did we uh did we have any questions or anything for this? I this don't one? think so. I don't okay. think so. No. But I just posted it like two hours ago, so. Oh, okay. But uh, that could wrap this one up. And then uh, I guess what we have coming up is the uh, Gotham by Gaslight movie on DC Universe. So you could follow along with that and Deathstroke the Terminator number one through four. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And yep. I think we were going to cover Freedom Fighters or get caught up on Freedom Fighters. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Which is probably I like think, four issues. So probably yeah, and issues. I I just recently got caught up on that. So yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what we, we'll have for next time, and then another survey for the next episode. Sounds good. All right, and. You can reach us at dcnoisepodcast.com. And there is going to be another episode of DC Noise this week. So after almost a year. <laughs> oh, sweet. I yeah. saw you were trying to hook up with them the other day. Yeah, we did recorded a little bit last night. Oh, so okay. There's a, another cool. DC Noise in the can. You should see it soon. Sweet. And uh, you can reach Kyle at... K Pettit five on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. at, at Mike Myers Brunch, and the website is dcnoisepodcast.com. On Facebook, it's DC Noise Podcast. Click the like button, follow all the episode threads there, and I think that will do it. And uh, this was really good. I, I really enjoyed uh, these issues. They were good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I enjoyed rereading. It's it's. Always fun to revisit. Well, I've never read, and uh, I did put them on my uh, 
shopping cart, so I'll own the physical media. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I, I do not own uh, Legion Lost. I own the second series, the New 52 one. I don't yeah. own this one. Yeah. yeah. That surprises me. That's surprising. Uh, not so much. I miss... I, I but you have, you were never really into Legion a I, whole yeah, lot, right? Not not too much. Yeah. Now I've been acquiring a lot, but uh, I still don't even have a full run of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if I pull them up right now, I'm still missing like a. It was it started off as Super. Well, I don't remember what it started off as. They started off in adventure comics, I think. And then it was Superboy in the Legion. Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out. I know there's a 20 cent Legion of superheroes, but those are reprints from Adventure Comics. So, and then Volume Two. Yep. So then it was Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes, and then they kept the numbering of Superboy. And then it just became Legion of Superheroes in issue 259. And uh, I only have... I have a good run from... Let's see. From like 285 forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm missing a lot of the ones prior. Yeah, there's a lot of Legion issues. And I think when I get into Superboy... But I think what I'm going to do, as far as that series goes, is I think I want to get the Legionnaires, for, the, the ones by Abnet and Lanning first. Yeah. So that's what I'll be uh, focusing on. Because the, the first Legionnaire series ran from 1993 to 2000. And... Uh, well, that was uh, Mark Wade, Tom, and Mary Beerbaum. Gromit, or Beerbaum, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Payer and Roger Stern. So I'm missing a lot of the Roger Stern stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have, I have almost all of the '84 series. Um. <clears throat> I have a, just a handful of the 89, 89 series, um, and then I don't have any of the 93. I'd like to get into the, the 93 series, though, and check those out. Do you have the Baxter series, the 84 through 89? Uh, yeah, so the 84 series I have almost all of. I think I'm just missing a couple issues there. So for there I have everything from 9 forward, but I need 1 through 8. Yeah. In that, uh, if I, do I have remember... have a lot of uh, first appearances, though, from Adventure Comics. Because <laughs> I, I was getting, I was like focusing on my favorite Legionnaires. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a lot of the ones that are my favorite. Like Ultra That's Boy cool. and yeah. That's probably the approach I would take too cuz I I tend to go 
I tend to gravitate towards my favorite characters and acquiring those issues, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that... There, they'll be fun to uh, to finish that, but I think I'm going to uh, go for the Abnet landing stuff first. Yeah. Unless there's some opportunity to get something that is older. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fun stuff. And, yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll. Uh, I guess I'll have to take my Freedom Fighters out and get caught up in that next. <laughs> and watch the the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm looking forward to the new poll too. <laughs> so if you want to start thinking about what the next one will be, you know. Oh if you pick, yeah. If you pick two yeah, and I pick sure. two, we have so uh, do we two weeks. Do to we want figure to? Okay, so this poll we're gonna go back to comic series, and then the next poll would be another. Um, movie or TV show or whatever. Yeah, but I I'll probably do the same sort of thing. Yeah. So think about both of them. You know, think about okay. the movie and the and also and it could be a documentary too if you want to watch a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So we'll yep. we'll we'll do that next episode or we'll we'll plan for it. And then uh, put the surveys out after the in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that'll give us two weeks to to read the material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, sounds like a plan, yep. and you have a good week. Cool. Yeah, Th- you too, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Kyle. Yep. Take care. See ya. Bye. <laughs>